0: Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Matt Smith. And this is Cole Travis. And welcome to yet another episode of... Let's ruin it. Let's ruin it. Let's ruin it. Let's ruin it. Alrighty, friends. Thank you for being patient. And welcome to yet another episode of Let's Ruin It the podcast that ruins or amplifies the things that you like i'm cole i'm matt and uh today we are going to be talking about maybe one of the most optimistic and cheerful topics that we've covered so far matt do you agree um you know i think it's up there yeah I, I definitely think so, too. I mean, I, I've been having like a really, really good week this week. I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought like, you know what, let's add a little cherry on top. Let's let's, let's, uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and sweeten the deal a little bit. So uh, this week, we are going to be talking all about death, the terrible inevitability that haunts each and every one of us. And we're going to be talking about the capitalistic industry built around it. So even more fun.
1: You mean they're selling
0: bodies? We're actually going to get to that at the end of our episode. No, no uh, way. No, yeah. we're not. Yeah, no we way. are.
1: Yeah, we are. That, that, that's not a bit, is it? It's is not it a, a bit.
0: bit. No, unfortunately oh, not. Fuck. So, dude. <laughs> real talk, though, to our, our fantastic listeners uh, in the chat, and then also listening at home in your podcast uh consumable media platform whatever you want to call it uh we are talking about death today uh this is a subject that i've been wanting to cover for a very long time if not just because i feel like personally especially in american culture we don't talk about death it's something that we kind of brush under the rug and even in our death rituals and practices there's a very strong mentality of distancing ourselves away from the process of dying So today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about how the american death industry kind of became what it is and how it kind of influenced our culture as well uh as well as a few different methods of dealing with bodies that uh funeral homes and crematoriums use uh, as well as some options that you might want to look into as an alternative to traditional burials and some other fun things tossed in there as well so before we get into this matt with that super cheerful intro. How you doing? How's how's your week? I'm doing good.
1: Uh, well, first I have to point out that we have somebody in chat named uh Hot Local Moms. So that's that's instantly brought up my mood. Um so
0: Hot Local Mom, this this one's for you. Hi. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? They they've been looking for us. They uh all, all those ads on those totally referable uh, websites that they go on. Uh, oh have been God. telling me they are people in our area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Anyway, doing good. Uh, should we talk about our, uh, our fishing trip?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Matt and I, in our last episode mentioned that uh, we, we both discovered that we like, we enjoy fishing. And uh, I more like the idea of fishing. I'm absolutely shit at it. Uh, but Matt was like, no, we'll, we'll go down to a park and we'll just uh, cast into the water and see what happened. And uh, we were out there for a while and nothing really happened whatsoever.
1: Okay. Well, actually stuff did happen uh first i had to teach cole how to cast because you know if you haven't fished in a long ass time it's not like riding a bike because there's like a definite technique to it definitely or else you're just kind of whipping the whipping the grass
0: which i did yeah, several times it. almost caught the back honestly, of my head with the hook at one point that was fun
1: yeah that was kind of scary honestly i was like no 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 but uh yeah and then i tried to cast with a really shitty rod uh that i thought was going to be a lot better and it just instantly tangled the entire reel so i was just out of the game like from the beginning Um, so that was fun and then uh you want to you want to tell them what happened after hours of nothing
0: oh yeah so uh we were it was we were there for like two hours and then we finally realized like okay nothing's gonna fucking happen let's just call it and uh we were packing up and everything and we were using power bait so when i cleaned the bait off of the hook um and just tossed into the water i I still have a little bit left on the hook, and so uh, absentmindedly, I dropped into the water. And within seconds, I—I—I'm I, not even exaggerating this part. Within seconds, like I felt a tug on the end of my line. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I looked at Matt, and Matt can attest to this. I looked at Matt with like the the panic, uh, of of I don't know, like like uh, a, like a new doctor in the er like having to hold his his or her like first arteries like what do i do you know uh and matt was like i pull it up and so we i pulled it up and like a fish like maybe maybe two inches maybe two inches uh came out of the water uh and just flopped on the ground and then again i was looking at matt like what do i do (laughs) and matt was just (laughs) Matt, with like the disdain of like a parent having to teach their kid something really basic, like looked at me oh. and just picked up the fish <laughs> and threw it in the water. Uh, so God. I caught my first <laughs> fish. I, I've never caught a fish
1: before, and I caught my first fish. Yeah, the, the, it was uh, it was about two, three inches long, probably. Well, let's let's, let's not exaggerate. Guy, but it was a fish, and it was more than I caught, so he won. <laughs>
0: See, I didn't know it was a contest until Matt started complaining about the fact it's that we lost contest. the contest. So, yeah. No, it was a good time. <laughs> it's fishing, dude. You have to, you know, compare sizes. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and if there's one thing that a friendship is built on, it's comparing sizes. All oh, right. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go ahead and – um, are you ready to, to uh, learn about death, Matt? I sure am. All right. Cool. So, we are going to be starting our story today – in the, well, in the past, as most stories start. Um, because up until the earliest 20th century, uh, funerals were basically a family affair. Oftentimes what would happen is Miwa or pipa would uh, n- just not wake up from their sleep. And uh, normally, uh, and historically in America, uh, the women of the house would be tasked with dressing the body and preparing it for burial. Um, if the family had private land, they would just bury their family members on this private land uh, and have like a small gathering with family members and neighbors. It it was something that they were very, very involved in, right? Um, Now, I say up until the early 20th century, but actually in the mid-1800s, a major change happened with all this because uh, as... Anyone here who went through an American history uh, class in high school knows uh, the mid 1800s is when the American Civil War occurred, right? So North versus South. No, it did <laughs> <laughs> Matt, are you? Is this the, is this your hill you're willing to die on? Is is this where you're gonna? Yeah. Right. Okay. It was a host perpetrated okay. by the American government okay gotcha so you get mad at me when i joke around with flat earth theories but you're here claiming that the american civil war never happens when i do it it's satire (laughs) and when i do it it's offensive fantastic yes (laughs) so the thing about the uh the american uh, civil war is that so many young men were dying and there's a difference between the revolutionary war and the war of 1812 and everything uh because there's a bit more of a balance and, and those family members those men normally died a little bit closer to home here they're being sent all the way across the country uh to fight other americans and uh because of that there's a not only like a very large number of young men who died there's a very large number of young men who died far away from their families so an industry popped up, and that industry essentially was the early stages of American embalming. So these entrepreneurs, these uh people took it upon themselves to go to battlefields, uh you know, with permission from generals and from military ranking officers and whatnot, and um they would identify the bodies and they would preserve them uh, with a variety of materials right Mm -hmm. they uh, some of them would use chemicals some of them would use things like mud or like straw or like whatever they could really work with uh oftentimes whatever would like soak up the moisture um and then they would transport these bodies across the country for a fee back to the families uh so that they could go ahead and start you know they could do a proper burial with like a body they can identify
1: Okay, hold on. Of course it was for a fee. That's the most American thing I've ever
0: heard. Has your son died in the war against the Southern aggressors? Then pay us.
1: Pay, pay us 15 bucks and you'll see him again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to see your son again, dead, obviously. Just just go ahead and just give us a little <laughs> fee. I wonder if they have like a... It's yeah, like so messed up, dude. It, it's really messed up, but there was an industry for it. There was a need for it because there's all these families who are wondering what happened to their kids. Um yeah. and I do and I do mean kids, because a lot of these people who were out in the field were like no older than like us or much younger.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um now when this happened, um they, uh, the uh the these embalmers, these these entrepreneurs, uh even after the Civil War ended, um they realized like, oh shit, like this is our career now, like this is this trade that we've invested a ton of time in. Um let's continue doing this. Um, embalming kind of became a little bit more popular around, uh, the end of the civil war, but it really hit its stride and really became a part of the public's eye, uh, when Abraham Lincoln's body was embalmed. So it could be transported from his deathbed, uh, back to, uh, the proper burial site where he was eventually laid to rest. So what happened
1: there was all of the northerners were like, yeah, we'll get embalmed. And all the southerners were like, no, I'd rather
0: get sunk in the swamp. (laughs) It's actually funny you mentioned swamps because occasionally, uh, what would happen? There's, there's so you know mummies, right? Everyone knows like the Egyptian mummy wrapped in linen and all this. There's things there are uh, there's a type of mummification process called bog mummies, where the body gets yeah the body gets enveloped in the bog, uh, and because of like the chemical composition around them, it preserves their bodies in a very unique way
1: that's disgusting and also super cool. <laughs> that's
0: that's going to be the general vibe for this episode. <laughs> very disgusting Great. yet very very cool. Um so uh another other thing that kind of started started popping up as uh like America began more co- like, like communally complex, I want to say, is probably the best way to describe it. Um as like cities began to more complex and rigid in structure and like families living on like private land soon became less common than like families living in the city or like in like suburbs and whatnot or like i guess the prefixes of suburbs um was the uh american cemeteries so uh like cemeteries have been around in america for a very very long time actually the oldest american cemetery is the miles standish burial ground uh, which is located in Duxbury, Massachusetts. It was founded in 1638, and it was actually, it is actually still the burial location of several of the Mayflower Pilgrims' uh, final resting places. That's kind of cool. Yeah, right. Good historical fact. Yeah, it, it's it's like this is a historical uh, podcast or something like that. It's like cold dinner. Nah, it Right. <laughs> Honestly, there are some days where I'm like, why the fuck are we doing a historical podcast? Yeah. Yeah, hold hold on one second. I'm sorry to do this so early,
1: but the uh, door just swung open and there is noise coming in. So I want to drown that real fast.
0: Okay, we will take a just... quick break. And I will check the chat. Uh,
1: that will be a very quick edit.
0: <laughs> Honestly, just leave it in. I don't even know what
1: happened. Uh... Uh, my, I don't either. My door just opened, <laughs> like, there's nobody there just open dude
0: (laughs) interesting okay your house is haunted which is oddly appropriate with this very spooky episode that we're doing
1: um no like legit though that that was was kind (laughs) of (laughs) creepy oh interesting
0: all right um where we were talking Uh, about embalming i think i lost you can you hear me uh
1: hello okay there you are
0: hi okay we will have to edit this out then yeah we're we're good (laughs) we're we're doing fantastic today Um, so that's just kind of like the general idea behind like embalming and like cemeteries and everything. Um, the reason why the death industry specifically came around was because as, uh, people began to stray away from, uh, doing their own at home burials and became, uh, more and more used to this, uh, this, this process where they would see their loved ones, um, embalmed and essentially preserved in a way that's entirely unnatural. Um, and I'll get on my opinions on embalming later tonight. Um, they realized, like, that we can't do this all at home anymore. We don't want to. If there's people willing to do this for us, like, why would we spend days and days getting uh, our Aunt Sally's body uh, prepared when we could just hand it over to professionals? Uh, and so uh, the death care industry came out of that. So uh, one of the terms, like, one of the professions that were really well aware of especially with you and me being like red dead redemption fans is the undertaker oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. there's a mission where we have to go beat the shit out of him for a debt right
0: yeah yeah (laughs) that that fucker uh so so undertakers the the term undertaker specifically uh used to just mean a person who would undertake work and so it was like another word for like a contractor essentially um A funeral undertaker or like a like a casket undertaker would be someone who would undertake uh, the job of preparing a funeral or preparing uh, a casket for the body. And oftentimes uh, being an undertaker wasn't a full time job. It was kind of like a side gig that like a lot of furniture makers and carpenters had because they're like, oh, like I already work with wood. Like it would only make sense that I would start charging to make caskets for people as well. So a lot of these, like, furniture makers and, like, homemakers and carpenters got really, really good at uh, making caskets as well. You know, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they weren't doing that already. Right? No, it, it's, uh, they, again, it's the power of the market on uh, death rituals. And it's really interesting because we're going to see that time and time again throughout tonight is that, like, the economy and the markets that open up because of the needs of uh, people not wanting to have to deal with death uh, opens up a ton of new jobs and opportunities and innovations, interestingly enough, uh, as well. Um, like burning them. <laughs> like burning them. Well, actually, cremation super interesting. Um, and I we're going to get to that after embalming. Um, okay. Let's see. So. For those of you who don't know, right? nowadays, modern embalming is the process of preserving the body's organs and tissues using chemicals that s- slow down that process. Again, back in the day, it would oftentimes be done with whatever was lying around. Uh, you can embalm using like s- heavy amounts of salt to dry out everything. Uh, you can throw it into a bog like we talked about with bog mummies. Um, You can do what the ancient Egyptians did, which was this very lengthy and intense process with like spices and herbs and salts and linens and all these things. Um, But essentially, it's it's the process of maintaining that body so it doesn't decompose, uh, fighting that natural process. Um, And so in modern embalming, this is oftentimes done with chemicals like formaldehyde, uh, which is incredibly uh dangerous and toxic to humans if it gets in a living human's body. Dead people don't really need to worry about it, right? Uh, yeah, no. Definitely also, not.
1: Uh, you know, people actually used to poison each other with formaldehyde before embalming was a
0: thing. That's super that's super interesting. I wonder if they like killed someone yeah. and then like they gave it to like their boss like three days later and the boss was like, Wow, this guy's like really well preserved. What did you guys use? And oh, this guy's really rigid. Yeah. <laughs> Very turgid kind of man. What'd you say you use? Formaldehyde? We're changing business. We're no longer murdering people. We're dealing with the dead people. Yeah, exactly. A little more legitimate. Ooh, or, ooh, or they would kill the people and drum up their own business. Dude. That's perfect. A, that's well, who's a, gonna pay? It's already embalmed. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. That that's a plot line we can come up with later. That's gonna be our first book. We'll figure it out. Yeah. The, the funeral home worker who kills. Um <laughs> The redundant murderer. Sherlock Holmes, 2020. Honestly, <laughs> uh, like 2025 by the time we get to it, um, probably. Uh, honestly, uh, so I used to be a uh, a nursing major when I, in early college, uh, and the only reason why I bring this up isn't to to, to flaunt my my one year of medical training uh, and, and my knowledge on bones and whatnot, uh, but I had to take anatomy labs. And in anatomy labs, you work with cadavers that are preserved in formaldehyde, so um, I had multiple weeks where I was just elbow deep in this cadaver identifying like bodily structures and whatnot uh, the reason why I bring this up is because they again they preserve these bodies with formaldehyde, and the weird thing about formaldehyde, and I don't know why it does this, but it's it's a consistent effect is that it triggers a hunger response in you what. And it freaks a ton of people out, because you'll be, again, you'll be, like, elbows deep, like, rooting inside of, like, Trudy's intestines, like, trying to figure out why she died. And then, um... Poor Trudy. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, wow, like, I could really go for a burger right now. And then you feel really guilty, because you're like, what the fuck oh. is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, that does sound
1: kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
0: It really, really is fucked up. Uh But oh. it, it it happens to everyone, apparently. Um So that's just a fun uh formaldehyde fact for you all. Um... <laughs> fun formaldehyde hack uh, fact number one of one because i don't think i have any more facts on formaldehyde um excuse me um so with embalming um nowadays it's normally with a process of uh taking out as many fluids from the body as you can and replacing it with preserving chemicals or um embalming chemicals as they're called in the biz uh and so there's four steps to this normally uh I should have said this at the very beginning of the episode, by the way. Uh, this is going to be an incredibly graphic episode. I'm going to be getting into a lot of, like, very, very okay. uh, accurate and, like, high detail steps to not only what the process of, like, preparing a body is, but, like, how this body like, decomposes over time. So, for those oh, of you who are faint of heart, yeah,
1: All of our listeners are just going to be, like, driving to work
0: listening to this shit it's gonna wake you just up gonna
1: have to pull over to throw up
0: <laughs> it's gonna wake you up better than coffee um oh we're, we oh, we God. already lost two viewers on our stream perfect oh <laughs> yeah, um, <we> did <laughs> uh, great want anyway I, I want i want listeners and viewers with, with stomachs of steel actually no um if, if you can't handle this that's totally fine um i uh, if you can't handle
1: this you're a wuss
0: or that you know choo- choose who you want to listen to in this situation uh but let's get We're into the peer pressure
1: viewers to listen.
0: <laughs> so there are four main ways that uh embalmers will do this uh the first step is through what they call arteri- ar- arterial embalming where they will uh open up one of the arteries normally the carotid artery in i believe the left the right neck side of the neck um and they will the right flush neck. yeah the right <laughs> neck as opposed to the left one and the middle one <laughs> You know if you're working on uh, Godzilla's enemy Gingadora, you got to make sure you're going for the right neck. Um, yeah, there you go. yeah, exactly, as opposed to the incorrect neck. Um, <laughs> uh, so what they'll do is they'll essentially uh, they'll flush out as many fluids as they can from the arteries and veins, mainly just uh, like uh, plasma and blood, and then they'll, they'll replace it with uh, formaldehyde and other preserving fluids uh and basically they do this by like a series of tubes so like one would go into the one end like a vein on one side of the body the other one would go into an artery on the other side and it kind of like cycles out i hate that it, oh and <laughs> you're going to hate the rest of this because the next part is called <laughs> cavity embalming and essentially what happens here is that fluid is drained from the abdominal cavity which is where all your guts are uh with the help of a device called an aspirator which is like uh kind of like a like a fluid pump uh think of like you know like in like medical movies where they have like the, the two pumps are going up and down, like in alternating yeah. directions. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, but they, they connected to something called a troker, which, uh, like in surgery is it acts as kind of like a port. So kind of like an opening where doctors can like stick a camera in if they're like just scoping out the area, it's very, very low impact and very low damage to the body, but, uh, uh still like as like successful as like majorly invasive procedures. Um, in this instance, the troker is used as a drainage device. um, to act as a portal uh, for, like, the aspirator to suck out the, the fluids. The cool thing about this troker and is that uh, in, like, surgeries and everything, it's normally, like, a tube that they put in. Uh, but with, uh, you know, dead bodies and corpses, you don't really need to worry about that sort of stuff. So they use a three-sided blade to puncture the body, um, which apparently is easier to, like, suture. In like a preservative way. A three-sided blade? Yeah. Yeah. How
1: like does like it have a three set of sides.
0: I, huh. How does it have three sides? It's like a it's like a triangle. It's like a pyramid. And the pyramid all goes out oh. on one point. So I was,
1: I was thinking of a knife. I was like, where's the third side, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the hidden side. Now that you now that you know about it, you're that's all you're gonna see is three sided knives. Um, fun fact about three sided <laughs> knives is actually the Geneva Convention Bans any uses of three-sided knives because it's incredibly difficult if not nearly impossible to properly like suture them up and you know like like heal from inside the body a two-sided knife huh like getting stabbed with like that small slit that's manageable but a three-sided knife is much more difficult and causes much more damage however again these are dead bodies so you don't really need to worry about that
1: yeah well uh, why do knife shops have those like spiral knives and like those stiletto knives then If we're not allowed to, you know, have those.
0: You know, that's a great question. I think more than anything is because you and I live uh, in Arizona where most weapons are legal.
1: Yeah, I think uh, butterfly knives and switchblades are still legal here. Yep. Brass (laughs) knuckles too. Don't quote me on that. I don't actually know, but I'm pretty sure.
0: There used to be a knife shop that my my little brother and I would go to because we got like really into throwing knives and they would have all these crazy weapons. Oh, dude, same. Oh yeah, I've
1: got like a whole stack of kunai, and I've got like uh. Didn't you ever shurikans? Did did you ever come over? when
0: We were kids and like throw the knives in our backyard. Yes, yeah, I brought mine over. Uh, We've thrown my
1: kunai before.
0: Oh my god, (laughs) yeah, we uh we used to accidentally throw them over the fence, and then they would disappear. Um, (laughs) So what we think would happen is that the uh, the homeless people that would like walk in their alleyways, we think that we were just arming them, over time. Oh god, dude. (laughs) that's terrifying oh uh, it's even terri- they're, they're, more terrifying because we were
1: arming to overthrow
0: you i mean honestly uh i it's even more terrifying because i lost a tomahawk back there once and it just disappeared i have no idea where it went oh that's terrifying which i mean like if they need a you know, power to them uh so we're, we're... down a tree or something <laughs> yeah, exactly shelter uh so we're halfway through the embalming process next we have the hypodermic embalming process which is where they use it's like it's like spot checking essentially so you look at like the outside of the human body and like wow this area looks a little bit more rotted than over here so they would take a hypodermic needle with uh embalming fluid and just kind of like you know fix up whatever spots need to be fixed up um and then last but not least they have the superficial uh embalming which is literally just them applying chemicals directly onto the skin um
1: oh when you said that i was just imagining somebody with like a vial of formaldehyde just dumping it on somebody (laughs)
0: And we're done. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, Alchemy. <laughs> and then, of course, after that, if this body is being put on display, like at a funeral home or whatever, uh, most morticians will uh, do a little bit of makeup on them and make them look presentable because I don't know if you know this, oh, but fabulous. like yeah, when you die, <laughs> you look pretty fucking nasty. Your jaw tends to hang open, your eyes look all shitty because no. even I know right. like it's it's not a dignifying <laughs> thing to die. Who would have thought? um but uh i went to the uh, look so much better (laughs) honestly i mean honestly some movies so i had the opportunity to go to the uh museum of death in los angeles um about years ago yes it is it's incredible not only do they have like exhibits that talk about like uh heaven's gate they have like some memorabilia like a few of the bunk beds from the heaven's gate like suicides uh, in the compound, and, like, they have uh, some of, like, Charles Manson's, like, equipment and, like, guitars and whatnot. They have huh. uh, an entire area dedicated to mortuary workers and, like, the history of, like, mortuaries and funeral homes. Uh, and in there they Super have... cool. Th- what's even cooler is that they had, like, a VHS tape from the 80s that was a training tape that had all of these, like, uh, live demonstrations of, like, how to, like, properly, like, flush the fluid out of a body and whatnot. So I don't know if they're still open because I don't know how like how bad COVID hit them. But if you have the opportunity to go check out the Museum of Death in L.A., I highly recommend it. It's like the best $20, $15 I've ever spent.
1: Damn, I'm going to have to go do that.
0: We should definitely go sometime. We're, we're going to have
1: to make a road trip. Honestly, I would, I would
0: love to go back. Um, so... That's pretty much the the whole thing with uh, embalming. Uh, There is a little bit of controversy out there. So some people believe that uh, embalming is unnatural. And it, it totally is. You're pumping the body full of chemicals. And again, it feeds into this narrative of people distancing themselves from death. Because as opposed to seeing your relative as they actually are, you're seeing a mocked-up version of them. And so there are a lot of, especially like millennial uh, funeral home workers and mortu- uh, what, morticians, I, I totally forgot the word for a second, uh, they're like very, very against this. Um, I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to one of them, uh, who I'm actually going to be talking about in a minute too with Cremation. So her name is Caitlin Daltrey. Uh I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, she has a series of books out there. Uh, the one that I'm reading right now is called Smoke in Your Eyes, uh, and it's all about her time as like an early cremation uh, worker. Uh, but she also has books. Oh, I, I hate have. that title now. <laughs> um, another one that she has is called Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs? It's all about like myths about death and everything. <laughs> I hate that.
1: I hate that title even more. <laughs>
0: um, and she also has a she has a um, a YouTube uh, series called uh, or she has a YouTube channel. I believe called um, "Ask a Mortuary babies. Worker." I think there is something about babies in it because uh, I hate to bring oh, it to you guys. Of course, there is. Kids die too. No, it's called uh, "Ask a Mortuary Worker," uh, and she goes. She has like these seven-minute videos, entirely you know, just like debunking and like uh, demythizing um, all of these things about like death. It's really really cool. I highly suggest you go check her out, uh, Caitlin Daltrey. Um She was also on uh, Midnight Gospel uh, in that one episode. Yeah where, uh, like, there's that... You know, that one episode. Yeah, the one episode on the on the Netflix show about uh, trippy <laughs> space podcasts. Um, so, that's embalming, right? And again, a little bit controversial. I personally don't want to be embalmed. I want to freak my family out more than anything. I, w- I want to make them uncomfortable, <laughs> as, as uncomfortable oh, as I am uh, with the whole death process. Um, well,
1: I, I don't know, dude. When you're dead, you're not going to, you know, be uncomfortable about anything. That's very but true. You're like gonna that's
0: be all right. That that it's honestly like that's one of the more like comforting things for me about death is like oh man like what happens like what if I'm in pain it's like well no like I'm just not gonna be and that's gonna be dope like I don't have to dude I don't have to worry about taxes anymore that's awesome I don't need to like well, I don't know you might <laughs> my my family might maybe that's what hell is hell is just constantly filling out the same like 1080 form. <laughs> And then constantly being told <laughs> by your yeah, by your employer like, oh no, you you misspelled this name. You have to do everything over again. Oh um, fuck! God, I really hope that's not it. Now, 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 now yeah. I'm concerned about death again. Um, <laughs> what if that's heaven? <laughs> no, he- heaven is when you get to be the person telling the people in hell that they have to re mm. like re <laughs> uh, format their their forms. Um, oh god. So let's move on. So we talked about embalming, right? Let's move on to cremation. Okay. I, I'm oh hell yeah. yeah right? yep, also, a, a, much, <laughs> a, a much more hot topic.. <laughs> um, so uh, the earliest forms of like cremation in Western culture is found uh, with traditions from the ancient Greeks. So at about 10 was a thousand BC, uh, they adopted the practice uh, from the people in the north that they were either fighting or trading with, uh, as a way to bring their soldiers back home from war. Uh, This tradition also, like, continued off to the Romans and whatnot. Uh, There's an account of, like, a huge battle happening between um, the Romans and another group. And they had a 12-day, like, armistice to gather their bodies and burn them. And as the story goes, this other side, they just, like, threw their bodies on, like, giant funeral pyres and burnt everything at the same time and then disposed of whatever was left. Well, meanwhile, the, the Romans, uh, you know, they, they took their bodies and they gave them, you know, proper burials. They, they not burials. They, but they they prepared the bodies properly. Um, because so,
1: so what you're telling me is the Greeks would uh, be sitting around the bonfire, right? It's just like, Hey, that's uh, uh those flames are looking kind of weak. All right. Throw Jimmy on,
0: <laughs> man. You think we got this fire hot enough? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's, uh, <laughs> Let's throw sort of Hephaestus on here and uh get going. Uh, but uh hey, he's kinda heavy, Hercules, help. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh so oftentimes in uh ancient times, open fires were used uh with a variety of additions depending on the culture. So, like I said, like the Romans would use like like olive laurels and they would prepare the body with like oils, close their eyes and whatnot. Uh there olive are oils? huh? Olive oils o- along with the laurels. <laughs> Probably. Honestly, <laughs> like like from what I know Super about like tasty, ancient Greece and like my my ancestors, like olive oil had a wide variety of uses. Um predominantly in uh so rash on my
1: ass, just rub some olive oil on it. <laughs> uh
0: so one of the reasons why olive oil was so widely used in like especially in like the military, uh was because it was it's amazing lubricant and uh the greek military uh I, I think especially the spartans they had this philosophy and please fact check me if i'm entirely wrong this is just what i remember being told and what i remember reading when i was a little bit younger uh is that in order to bond more with their soldiers uh they would engage mm-hmm. in homosexual acts with each other nice uh, yeah right like Don't you're more willing to tell right <laughs> you're more you're more willing to like fight to the death for your your fellow soldiers if they're your lovers yeah, that sounds about right. Right? Like, total opposite of I mean, you know, our, our current military it's philosophy. That's super fucked here. up.
1: Okay, uh, Bob and Steven, you guys are hooking up.
0: Yeah, Bob and like, like, Steven the Greeks. Like him. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit more of like, you know, Leonidas would come out and be like, Spartans, tomorrow we dine in hell, but tonight we dine on each other's asses. And they'd all cheer and like, slam their shields into their spears and everything, and then the revelry movements. And no one would dare interrupt them, because it's a bunch of, like, ripped, angry Greek men just making beautiful, beautiful love with each other. Um, It's like, I am
1: Spartacus. Well, I fucked Spartacus.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like, we... that That's not what we're doing here, man. Like, we're trying to have a whole, like, social movement. Good for you! I hope it was great. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, little little side tangent. Uh, ancient Greece was super weird with homosexuality, by the way. So uh, it was really really cool for men to uh, engage in homosexual acts, uh, and oftentimes homosexual acts were like really fucking taboo, especially uh, including like younger like pages and whatnot. Um, but uh, when it came to women, uh, not at all cool. Like, lesbians were were seen as, like, this vile, terrible thing. Uh, actually, the word lesbian comes from the Isle of Lesbos, which was an island where uh, the Greeks would send lesbians to to get them out of their cities. Which, ironically enough, you know, yeah. what's every, like, ancient Greek lesbians, like, dream is being kicked out of their, like, podunk town. Yeah, and sent central lesbian bachelorette of island.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, dude. We're going to That's punish you dream. By, Honestly... Uh, <laughs> where were we oh we're talking about cremation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get back to death okay we'll, we'll ruin greece later <laughs> oh man i i could i could talk some I'm, I'm greek by the way so we i could definitely tell some stories um i'm not so uh <laughs> you can you can tear apart my culture it's fine um okay cool <laughs> so uh like i said like there's a lot of different ways that cremation happened in ancient times uh Cultures like the Scandinavians, ancient Scandinavians, uh, they thought it was a great way to get rid of your dead and, like, take care of the bodies because they believed it freed the spirit from the body. However, there were a lot of cultures that were against cremation. Uh, Ancient Christians weren't fans of it because it went against their teachings of resurrection and whatnot. Um, God can mold some ash together, man. It works. (laughs) No,
1: absolutely not.
0: The priest said that God can't do it, so God can't do it.
1: Uh, true the pope's like no dude i can't do it so god can't
0: (laughs) pope the people want to burn the bodies to get rid of it in a more effective way than just sticking in the ground ew what now the pope's
1: trying to like play with ash play-doh just
0: like i can't figure it out man i don't think
1: it's possible (laughs) right
0: uh (laughs) if i can't do it then god can't i don't know what to say guys um (laughs) um there's also a lot of so in like jewish and islam uh cultures there is this idea of treating the body with the same respect as you would a living body so uh oftentimes they're against uh cremating the body and then also uh any anything that has to do with like cutting the body open to like identify the form of like the reason for death uh like autopsies and whatnot very frowned upon in those cultures as well um so let's talk about how cremation works nowadays. Because again, back in the day, open fires—you just kind of toss, toss them on there, let them burn out with the wood. Nowadays, it's industrialized, it's streamlined, it's modern. So it's um,
1: sleek, dude.
0: So here's what happens. <laughs> let's say you die, uh, and you want your oh, body rip. be cremated. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get personal here, friends. If you wanna <laughs> if you wanna be cremated, Damn. this is what's gonna happen to your body. Just so you know, and I'm not trying to scare you off. This is just what happens. I think for you no no no.
1: he is he he, cole is making threats now
0: (laughs) i'm I'm gonna burn your body i'm gonna put you i'm gonna put you in the cremation (laughs) machine and uh i'm gonna tell you guys ready jump in i'm gonna threaten (laughs) you but educationally and that that's my whole thing uh they call me they call me uh they call me cole the teacher on the streets the educator oh my god uh gonna 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 school you and some some threats
1: so all um, these cool names like johnny the wire and you know uh, red blacksmith bill and then there's, fucking, then there's the Cole the educator
0: yeah call the t- educator Cole um, the school marm <laughs> there you go um so uh no and like so, like real real talk though like this is something that we should probably all be considering at some point like we're all going to die one day if you kind of figure out what you want to do beforehand not only does it kind of alleviate that stress from your your mind and everything because it's not something you got to worry about when you're older uh it kind of helps you prepare and helps you uh kind of start the mental process a little bit earlier um but enough of my opinions on this for right now uh essentially what mortuary workers will do is they will put your body into a cooler like a, like a large walk-in cooler um, where it will wait until it is time for your scheduled cremation. Uh, several things, however, need to be removed from the body before this can happen. So uh, things like jewelry need to be taken off uh, just to make sure the jewelry just doesn't get damaged. Uh, silicone implants and prosthetics can melt in the uh in the cremation machine uh they can actually melt into like a large like sticky goo that's like really really difficult for cremation workers to like take care of and clean up so uh oftentimes they have to get taken out um which can be a little bit hands-on for the uh, mortuary workers but they're used to it by that point um i I, so there's two things i learned about that i thought were really interesting so pacemakers uh that help your heart keep a proper beat throughout your life uh need to be removed And oftentimes, mercury workers will do this by looking for scars uh, normally around the clavicle, and then they'll make an incision and and take it out. The reason behind this is because most pacemakers have a silicon battery that might explode in the kiln. What? Yeah, and that's that's a mess, and it might damage the equipment, right? Uh, And then there's another thing. So uh, for some forms of cancer... Uh, like like breast cancer and prostate cancer, um, doctors will inject something called a cancer seed, which is a very very small like isotope pellet that releases like low doses of radiation into the body to keep like malignant tumors at bay. So like this is this is for like if you have prostate cancer and you can't like remove the prostate or you don't want to remove the prostate, uh, this is an alternative where doctors will like just put like a small dose of radiation in your body that won't travel but it'll it'll keep those cells down.
1: That's super interesting
0: right i never yeah. knew about that <laughs> i didn't know about that either the, the body can take ah. some pretty gnarly shit, uh but they need to take these yeah, out as well uh during the cremation process because you don't want you don't want radioactive isotopes getting all heated up and everything that's gonna be a that's gonna be a mess that's, that's probably not healthy for your workers either so probably not after, after everything is removed they transition the body uh onto a casket of some sort now these caskets Aren't the same as the ones that you see in, like, funeral homes at, like, funerals? Like, you know, the big gaudy ones that are made out of, like, $5,000 oak and whatnot. No, these aren't burial. Pure mahogany. Yes. <laughs> you see, when, when Pepa died, we were at first super sad. But then we realized he would be going in style in the new Famico's uh, Industrial Age casket, now with space heaters and a bell on the inside that could be rung in case he isn't actually dead. Oh, it, that... it's made of pure mahogany with gold trim <laughs> yes we thought about donating the gold
1: to the poor <laughs> and then we had a good laugh about that um but then we realized capitalism <laughs> yes
0: exactly money um and whether I piss away my money then give it to someone in need this isn't even like a bit anymore it's just me repeating things i've That's heard true. people say um also, I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned the whole, like, bell thing in, in caskets. Uh, in, like, the 1800s, that was actually a really common thing where, like, caskets... No, oh, hold, 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 no, 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 they yeah. They didn't
1: just check pulses. They thought people would just wake up after, you know, months of sitting around. So like... the best of
0: my understanding... No, no, well, most burials happen, like, a few days after the person dies. So, ah. especially, like, back in the day before they had, like, proper preservation techniques. And there were a few cases of people, like, waking up. Like while they're being buried, so what mortuary mm-hmm. workers did is they offered a package where, for an extra fee, you could have your loved one's casket uh, set up with uh, uh, like a like a like a, a rope that they could pull and it would ring a bell inside of the funeral home and alert the mortuary worker that hey this this casket's still alive. Oh my God, that's so fucked up. And it that happened. Would be f- terrifying. What's even worse is it happened a few times, but i don't think they ever found someone who was like actually buried alive again because they're probably dead and uh what actually probably happened is that there was like small earthquakes that would like shake the caskets and cause the bell to ring Uh, and so it would freak out everybody um oh my goodness yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's Um, terrifying oh this i hate that oh yeah do you feel uncomfortable yet yes
1: I. Uh, you know what actually i think i have something just for that <laughs> i'm gonna need a, something a little stronger Matt just
0: b- burst out and and just chucked just just full on launched his his uh his whiskey bottle onto the onto his table um yeah, yeah.
1: That, that's a bit by the way i'm not gonna drink an entire bottle of whiskey
0: <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to it, it's it's your it's your uh, life no man. that's against twitch tos so we can't do that got <laughs> only half a bottle on twitch is that is that what i'm hearing I will drink this cocktail though. Yes, that 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 glass of of tea you've got going on for you. Um, no, it's an old fashioned. Okay, so we're allowed to we're allowed to make drinks, but you can't just drink. Uh, the, the, yeah, the whole the whole I, like terms. No excessive you. drinking. You're gonna have to like actually sit me down and talk me through this one day. Um, okay. Oh, okay. At some point. So, body is put into a casket. It's different from like regular caskets. Like it. Buried. These caskets are normally made of things like pine, plywood, or even cardboard sometimes, because it's really just a container for the body to burn in. Um, while, but like right before the body goes into the cremation machine, uh, a metal identification tag is put on, like their person somewhere, so that when they get the ashes, they know exactly who they put in there, uh, because they want to make sure like the right family is getting the right ashes. They don't want there to be a mix-up. They don't want like Bob to get sent over to Jill's house, you know, that'd be awkward. And like, no one can really tell, it's but just like, a
1: little bit. yeah, you want, you want to <laughs> be
0: respectful to the, the body. So after that, the body is put into an oven like chamber, the, the cremation machine, the first of two chambers uh, that over, I think it's like three to six hours reduces the body to gray coarse ash, uh, as opposed to like the nice white powdery stuff that you see in movies, right? Uh, the oven gets anywhere between 1,800 and 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, and Whoa! within the first few minutes, soft flesh just vaporizes. Right. So all of like the dude, that's like, like
1: metal kiln. Yeah. Or like forge. Oh forge yeah,
0: it takes a lot to destroy a human body. We're like really, really resilient. Um, We're not like steel, though. That's that's how you like melt down steel, <laughs> right? But remember, you like this process is meant to the, entirely strip the body of all organic materials. You want you, you're you're literally taking what was once a human and reducing it quite literally to ash, um, and minerals. Um, so again, Caitlin Daughtry her episode on how cremation works is fantastic. I'm I'm gonna source aside uh, her as the next few things I have here because she did a like a ten minute by ten minute like analysis of what happens to the body let's get into that i'll post it on twitter yes i will i'll send you the link after this um so at around 10 minutes if the muscles of the body haven't decomposed before uh like too too much uh they can actually contract so the human corpse inside can sometimes like go into a fetal position with its fist clenched and its arms pulling up at 20 minutes uh jets of liquid can actually shoot out of the abdominal area due to aggressive evaporation and the dehydration of the body. They just erupt out of it and normally it happens like around the rib cage uh where it just like comes spraying out. At 30 minutes, uh the calvaria or the Gross. skull cap which is like right here, uh erupts off of the skull uh because of the escaping liquid that's being evaporated inside of it. Oh god. Oh yeah. Uh, at 40 minutes and this is what really Oh god, me. I hate that. At you're gonna you're gonna hate this because at 40 minutes the ribs will actually bend and twist as they become more and more destroyed, and the oh. lower extremities of the body, including like the forearms and the 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 calves and everything down there, are pretty much gone. Uh, and then anywhere from like 60 minutes to like onward, uh, the body is mainly destroyed. So after all this happens, right, after the body is mainly disintegrated, the remains are then transferred into an underlying secondary chamber that acts mainly as a space to get rid of smoke and let everything cool off. It can still get really hot in there. I think initially it's around 1700 degrees, uh, but it slowly cools off and everything until the mortuary worker uh, can take the remains out. They'll then use a very powerful magnet to make sure that they, you know, didn't miss any implants or anything. Oftentimes, they have to get like uh, like hips that got replaced and whatnot. Um, All right, and, savage the
1: gold out of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the golden teeth and whatnot, uh, and then, uh, or like like if Tico Brahe got, you know, put into this his golden nose, uh, and then his golden uh, nose. Watch this, out for the piss. <laughs> this is the most. This is the most metal part. Uh, they take this gray coarse material that still has some bones in it, right? Like, there's still some, like, identifiable bones. And they put it into a machine called the cremulator that grinds it up. Uh, I hate it already. (laughs) The cremulator then grinds up the bones into, like, the white powdery, like, ash that we see in movies or on your family's mantle. Because after that, they'll put their remains into a container or an urn and give it back to the family.
1: Oh, God. I just, no... (laughs) Oh God, how yes. Do, well, how did they do that back in the day, like uh, before all this industrialization of of the industry? They have some dude with like a pestle and mortar in the corner, just like, "Give me more bones." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh,
0: so, so, uh, physician uh, Johnson, like, what? It, it's 1875. You've you've been revolutionizing cremation. Uh, how do you do it? What what's what's the process to give these people this really? Beautiful uh bone powder. Well you see I we hired on the power, and then we... I grind the bones. Yeah. We hired that man over there, uh Bobby the Bone Man. I'm Bobby the Bone Man! I like the bones. You <laughs> said you hired him. Well, uh we didn't quite hire him. He just came up talking about how much he loved bones, and I saw an opportunity. I like the way they crunch. You sure do, Bobby. Keep it up. <laughs> when Bobby dies, our industry will go under. But for now, we're thriving. <laughs> he occasionally tastes his fingers a little bit i turn the other he's making me a shit ton of money it's fine oh god um okay so we talked about two ways that bodies get dealt with so far maybe we talked about embalming we've also talked about uh cremation um let's go ahead and talk about burials (coughs) so uh when it comes to burying a person uh, the body goes through a very different process it's a bit more of a natural decomposition so after the the um well, well first and foremost when a human dies right like when a human medically dies uh because there's some like research papers i found that say that like you technically are still conscious for about like 10 minutes afterwards um oh yeah right that's weird that's terrible i don't like that i don't either that's Oh, God I yeah. can't even imagine what that's like. I'm drinking coffee right now and I'm feeling super existential as I'm talking about this and this is not helping my anxiety. Um, I'm drinking whiskey and it's helping a little bit, but Ooh. not that much. <laughs> I might need to swap over in a bit. It's like eight o'clock. Yeah. At night. I don't know why the why the hell I'm drinking coffee <laughs> this late uh, but it's definitely helping with my, my energy good. levels right now. Uh, honestly like I we, we, we bought some like nice like vanilla bean like coffee so it has like a little bit like a vanilla twinge i toss a little bit of like milk in there and some honey the good shit yeah Mm -hmm. normally what i'll do is I'll, i'll i'll use uh our um our french press and i'll put some cinnamon in the brewing coffee as well so it has like kind of like a roasted cinnamon flavor um it's really really good anyway back to decomposition uh so when when you die the first thing that really happens is that the blood in your body stops moving because your heart's filled Right, Um, oftentimes, well, not oftentimes. What this means all the time is that the oxygen that's fueling your body, as well as the nutrients in your blood, stops going everywhere. So, because your cells aren't getting the nutrients that they need, or the water that they need to get transferred out, or the nutrients and whatnot, um, the cell walls for your cells start to break. And since the body is about 70% water, leakage is fairly common. Oh no. Yeah. Gross. Um I'm going through like a, a very cut down version of what happens when your body decomposes because it's a very long <laughs> and like anatomical process. Yeah, and I, feel I don't like, think
1: I want to hear the whole
0: thing. <laughs> no, I so I kinda picked up my favorite points about <laughs> human decomposition. Oh, good. Yeah. Um so the next part that happens, uh at least like in this in this timeline, uh your body's full of bacteria. All throughout our life, we live in symbiosis with bacteria, right? Uh not only like on our skin. Uh, the bacteria on our skin helps us like not only protect your body, but it helps kill off other bacteria that might want to grow on it. Um, you acid, you actually have like back, like, like, um, what is it? I I forget the name of the actual bacteria, but the bacteria that causes zits on your face, actually what it does is along with like causing zits, it also creates kind of an acid mantle on your body. That's inhospitable for like other forms of bacteria to grow on. So zits are good. Yeah. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Zits are good for the most part. There's, of course, like other Watch. bacteria that cause like chronic zits or chronic acne. And that's a whole nother conversation Um that I mean, that's a conversation talking about like good bacteria, bad bacteria, and then also opportunistic bacteria, which is good bacteria. But if it's given the chance, it'll grow out of control. Um Gotcha. Yeah. No, I can talk Sounds about like a...
1: humans. Yeah,
0: <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Inherently good, in my opinion, but, you know, given the resources and everything, we turn into fucking assholes. Um. Anyway. I think we're just bad. <laughs> so w- normally what happens is your body's immune system is able to manage this bacteria that's on you uh, and inside of you because inside of our intestines and gut, we have entire ecosystems that we live with that if we didn't have them – our entire not only physical but mental well-beings would be entirely out of whack inside of our guts there are bacteria that produce serotonin uh that allow our bodies and minds to feel good um as well as other bacteria that help us digest things that if we didn't have them we wouldn't be as capable of digesting our food uh as if we did um Fun, cold story fact. Uh, in high school, late high school, I was having some severe intestinal issues, and so my doctor put me on um, some. Oh, I, it was terrible. Like I, I didn't know what was going on. I constantly felt like I had like strong diarrhea. Um, I had like really, really bad stomach <clears throat> cramps and pains. Uh, yeah. So it, like, not only did I like always feel bad, I always felt like I was like shitting myself, even though I wasn't, and that was wearing down on me like mentally. Uh, and so like, my GI specialist uh, prescribed some really, really heavy dose. Uh, antibiotics which flush out your body uh what he didn't tell me to do because i i, I assume he like just you know thought i would do it because it's common sense is to take probiotics with it to replace it or to like eat yogurt and whatnot which has like a lot of active cultures so i took these antibiotics they flushed out my system and i just had like no proper bacteria in my body and i got severely depressed for like several days like uh to the point where like Jesus. like i the aware consciousness of my body knew everything was okay but i would just uncontrollably start sobbing in the middle of class totally like mentally fine but my body's response to losing that bacteria was to physically be depressed that's like some horror movie shit dude yeah no it was it was intense it was incredibly intense um Oh, my God. But also super cool. Also,
1: like, looking back on it,
0: like. Cool how it happens, but not cool happening to you. Oh, yeah. That that whole thing was a terrible process. I had a colonoscopy at, like, 16. That was a fun time. Yeah, that's a story for another time. Um, Okay, that'll be our next
1: Let's Ruin Us. We'll talk about our medical mishaps.
0: Oh, I've got some good ones. I've got some good ones. (laughs) I've got some good
1: ones, too. I've broken a few bones, and that was a fun time.
0: Same. (laughs) um so uh because so bacteria right so because your immune system can't take care of the bacteria uh the bacteria starts to grow out of control and starts to dissolve you uh your ab your abdomen your abdominal cavity starts to expand because of the gases that are being released by this bacteria uh, and that's where you see like dead bodies that start to bloat um that's also because the blood is no longer moving through your body and it's becoming like turgid and still um, so
1: they, they bloat because of the gas right
0: yes from the
1: decomposition process mm-hmm. so it, it okay walk me through kind of how that works because oh, okay uh, i've seen i've seen it happen in like i guess horror movies and shit but right. obviously that's not anatomically correct so it, it's like the whole body that bloats right
0: sometimes so uh it really depends on where it is uh Abdominal bloating happens because the bacteria in your intestines are eating your body and they're releasing gases uh, like a lot of bacteria do, right? Like oftentimes when bacteria eat things, they have waste products, uh, just like us. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a process. They're little transmuters. They're fantastic. Um, but with the rest of the body, that's my understanding. It's because the uh, bact- like bacteria is getting around the body as well and starting to dissolve that as well as the fact that like your blood isn't pumping anymore. So it's solidifying. And uh, oh. it's expanding your body in that way. That's also why you get the discoloration as well. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, to the best yeah, of my understanding.
1: Makes, makes a little more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, this last part I thought was super interesting. So about a year into your decomposition, uh, you're close to disintegrate due to the toxins that built up. And if you're in a proper uh, moist environment, uh, the soft fat on the outside of your body like in your buttocks I'm just, oh, fuck in in your ass or like uh on your arms and your, your your stomach fat and everything
1: dump truck of an ass yeah
0: if, <laughs> if if that dummy thick dump truck uh isn't like <laughs> the the proper moist environment um that uh, hot uh, sexy dumpy I think it's called <laughs> adipocere uh but it's, it's it's essentially a soap-like substance that's colloquially called grave wax starts to build up on the uh inside of the casket grave wax grave wax it's it's your own adipose tissue uh being transformed into like this like solid weird like soapy waxy substance
1: hold up adipose that's the name of that uh that that fat monster from dr who are you telling me that's a real term
0: yeah so adipose tissue uh is one of the major tissues that our body's made up of that's what fat's made up of is adipose tissue
1: all right I never knew where they got that name. I thought they just made up a stupid ass alien name.
0: Yeah. What the fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm no, there we go. That's what, the, that's what we're doing here today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for you know anyone out there who is at all interested in, in like human anatomy, I highly suggest you read some books on it or take a class or two online about it. Just having a basic understanding of anatomy is really like made me excited to, to learn about this kind of stuff and give me some perspective on my own, you know, meat machine um machine so um Holy shit i i i want to end the day on a few fun alternatives but before we get to that uh let's talk about what we you mentioned in the beginning about selling bodies so oh, um no like, let's, oh God. let's talk let, let's 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 talk about what happens when you donate your body to science so oftentimes oh, what happens with silly. these bodies is that something that you can do, uh, you can donate organs. Like I'm an organ donor, for example. I'm not going to need them. Like give them to someone who does, right? Um, oh, shit.
1: I need to sign up for that. I keep yeah, forgetting. <laughs> it, it's, it's,
0: it's a weird thing to do because it's some, it's, you're taking an active role in like what's going to happen to your organs in the future. And it makes you become a bit more aware of your ultimate disintegration and existential journey into the void. But... Well yeah, if uh, nobody else can use them, then yeah go for Exactly. It. <laughs> Take my eyeballs. I don't care. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna uh, use nobody them. wants
1: my eyeballs, honestly. They don't work right. I don't <laughs> I'm colorblind
0: and like really blind. God, I, I see like in watercolors without these. It's terrible. But like, <laughs> yeah. like 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 second grade watercolors. It's horrible. I see in
1: like one forty four P you ever switch to that on YouTube or like your your yeah. own data, so Yeah. Like just a, does that. You yeah, have a buffer bar
0: that goes around and everything. Everything's um, brown and gray. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, uh, so, so when, when you donate your body to science, oftentimes what happens is like medical students will have an opportunity to work on your body so they can desensitize themselves and get used to working with human bodies. Uh, it'll go to like research. Uh, there's body farms like in Texas where they study like the human decomposition process by like just leaving bodies out, out in the field and like in a cage so like animals can't get to them. Um dude wasn't it a body farm where they like blew up a woman to see what would happen? Uh I'm not sure, but it's interesting that you mentioned blowing up women bodies because um in, uh, I think I think it was oh, 2016. What? I have an article right here from is this CBS the same News. Thing? Uh so uh I have an article right here from 2016. Uh an Arizona man this is the opening line. An Arizona man is suing a body donation company for selling his mother's body to the military for blast testing. Yeah.
1: Oh, so it was the military, not a body farm. But that's exactly the story I was thinking of.
0: Yeah. So uh, it says Jim Stauffer believed his mother's body would be used in medical research. Instead, it was used to test bomb impact. So depending oh, if you do end up donating your body to science, make sure your loved ones or your lawyers are looking into what your body's going to be used for. Because this company, yeah. was, uh, was, this company was straight up lying to its customers. And saying, like, we're going to be donating this to, like, a medical school. Instead, they sold these bodies to the United States military for, like, about $5,000 a body.
1: That sounds about right for the military, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, the Military's like, yeah, we're fine with this. <laughs> uh, so it, it says in 2016, uh, Reuters found that one of the 20 dead bodies donated to an Arizona broker were actually used in U.S. Army blast experiments without their consent or knowledge.
1: Dude, that's terrifying. We're in Arizona.
0: Yeah, I mean, that again, could happen to us. Yep, yeah. The I think the company like finally got like shut down after all this shit. Uh, Good. But um, yeah, it says uh, BRC, which is the company, is no longer in business. But over a decade, they're able to sell more than twenty thousand parts from about five thousand human bodies. Parts, not just not just the bodies. Apparently not. Parts. Apparently not. Oh god, that's so fucked up. That's like a company of
1: serial killers.
0: Yep. Again, this is what happens oh, when you uh, when you uh, allow capitalism to get into uh, death care and whatnot. People yeah, are going to find ways is to make a profit. the free market, guys. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but to end things on a, on a lighter note, I wanted to kind of share, share a few fun things you can do with your body when you die.
1: Oh, uh, I like these yeah Yeah. Uh, I've already got mine but we'll talk about where we want to go uh, at the end yeah I think that will be a a nice way to wrap it up
0: yeah and uh, friends if you have a way that you want to share with us of your body being taken care of after you die uh, be it like real or just fun and silly you can go ahead and reach out to us uh, on at let's ruin it pod on Instagram and Twitter we'd love to hear your responses or email us at let's ruin it podcast at gmail dot com um that was, that was, not gonna lie, I'm getting better at these plugs, man. I'm I'm feeling confident. You're getting really good at them, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, doing my research. I'm, I'm listening to my podcast and whatnot. So, uh, this is. We'll make a podcaster of you yet? <laughs> we'll make a podcaster of you yet. The timing's a little bit off, but we but we got it. Uh, and I just got sued by Disney. Cool, awesome, good to know. Yeah, the, so uh, um, we the stream just got taken down. <laughs> yes, yes, I am about. Oh, they're at the door cool the mouse is in the house
1: fbi open up <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, there's no way you can hide <laughs> um, let me take a long sip of coffee to get ready for this part okay all right so there I, are i'm gonna several take, a, th- take a sip of whiskey yep so th- there are several things that you can do for the more um i don't know accidentally terrified of us Believe that we can be resurrected one day with future technology. There are companies that do cryonics, where they will freeze either your entire body or just your head uh, for X amount of years. Just your head. Yeah. So, um, I, th- I think uh, Vsauce actually did a really cool episode on this, where they they interviewed one side, which was Caitlin Doughtry, again the the internet mortician, who was like, people should just die, like it should just be a thing. And then they interviewed this company that like literally keeps um, like human bodies in these giant like they call them doers. Because, like, that's that's where you keep, like, liquid nitrogen is in, 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 in a doer. But, like, essentially these giant metal tanks uh, where they would have either people's entire bodies in there. Which even they said, like, it's ridiculous. Like, the body's not going to be what you want it to be afterwards. But, you know, uh, some people want that. Or they have smaller containers where they just decapitate the head and they cryogenically freeze that. With the idea I mean, what, that, like, someday the in the future. To... What? Would, would the body be able to resurrect after that? That's the thing. The, the The entire business is built on the idea that one day there might be technology to resurrect these people.
1: That just sounds like a scam. <laughs> like, I
0: mean, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I mean, know. I'm sorry to be so negative about it, but like that just that doesn't sound okay.
0: <laughs> it really doesn't, honestly. And like, I'm I'm right there with you too, buddy. Uh, my whole philosophy on death is that like. There's layers to it, right? There's layers to life. There's layers to reality. Like, ultimately, we're a bunch of chemicals reacting with each other in a very, very complex dance. But then, then you can zoom out a little bit and be like, but I have feelings and consciousness and everything. And there's all these things. Ultimately, what keeps me from like freaking out every night, some most most nights at the very least, is the uh, the fact that like one day the atoms and like energy that I'm made up of will return to the earth and be used by other things. I'll be recycled, and other things can use my stuff.
1: Oh, fun fact though, a lot of you is already in space. The oh. air you breathe out of, uh if you don't know, the earth's atmosphere does let out a little bit of gas uh just like all the time. Just just a little bit, not enough to make it a problem obviously cuz we're still alive. <laughs> we're running out uh, of air. But you heard it here yeah, well, first. we might eventually if we keep burning fossil fuels and, you know, carbon might overtake us, who knows, eventually <laughs> someday. Um but uh, yeah, so the oxygen you breathe and breathe out as carbon dioxide, some of it goes into space every every once in a while.
0: So a little bit of you is in space. Yeah, and actually, we come it's from cool. we come from space. Like we're all made up of stardust, essentially. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, right. That's always a fun thing to realize. Um, that's
1: that. I think that's super fucking cool. Dude. Also,
0: super cool fact: your body actually every atom in your body gets replaced every like seven years or so so every, every atom yeah essentially uh every, every like seven to eight Damn. i think it's like seven to nine years so we've died multiple times if you want to look at like the human body as the uh what is it the the athene the athens ship paradox have you heard about Shit, that one dude, Matt? that
1: explains my uh emo phase, <laughs> right <laughs>
0: it kind of does right <laughs> have you heard of the uh the athens ship paradox i have not it's an old thought experiment in like psychology or whatever, or philosophy. But essentially it's the idea of like these these Greek soldiers come back from war and they have this this huge galley that they rode in on. It's totally destroyed and they say like to the shipbuilder like I want you to rebuild this, but try to keep it like try to keep as many pieces as you can so it's you know it's our ship still. And this process happens over and over until eventually all the planks in the ship are replaced. Is it the same ship or is it an entirely different one? Same uh, thing with it's the human an body. Entirely different
1: ship? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It depends on your your, uh, your philosophy on that. Some people say it's the same ship because it's the same form, which is, you know, the idea behind us being a, a, a mm. continuous organism and consciousness. Or you could say, like, we've died multiple times and, we're, yeah. you know, we're not the same as we were seven years ago.
1: Um, we're a different ship with the same shape.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or technically different shape. Weird.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes different. Yeah. Once you stop <laughs> thinking
0: of uh, yourself as, like, a linear creature, like, things get interesting um yeah that's weird yeah okay uh so let's get back to the fun alternatives so some there, okay. there's a few of them I, i've heard of companies that will take your ashes and they'll turn it into a record with like your favorite like oh, mixtape on cool. it yeah yeah um this comedian uh oh my goodness i forgot his name um but he had a bit where he talked about like starting up a company and calling it vinyl destination
1: that's incredible
0: yeah um oh my god he's from uh brock wilbur one of my favorite, like, comedians from when I was growing up. Great, like, L.A. comedian. Has a really interesting style. Brock Wilbur. Um, there's other companies that will shoot your ashes into space. So, um, some people, like, Star Trek creator Dream, Gene Roddenberry, uh, their ashes were transported up on NASA space shuttles and then, like, released okay. into outer space, just just chucked out there,
1: <laughs> just falling uh out into the void. <laughs>
0: um,
1: which is great, because... So I, I just uh, imagine the spaceship going... <laughs> And fucking ash
0: everywhere yeah it's like a, it's just outside of like a little tube um uh, or, or there's also like private companies like uh Silesis, uh and elysium space that will like just strip launch your ashes into space um my elysium personal beer company I, oh god that'd be such a great twist uh they, like
1: that's what they doubled in they're making your ash into beer dude really oh good god. ipa <laughs> yeah
0: um, you can, uh, you can feed a tree. So that's kind of what I want to do. There's, there's a company that like,
1: mm-hmm. they'll put
0: your body in, uh, like a pod, normally in, like the fetal position and they'll bury you and they'll put like a sapling on top of you. And then your nutrients will feed that tree as it grows. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's dope. Well, that's that's one of the two ones
1: I wanted to do. Now I'll see if you bring up the other one uh let's
0: see there is something called a mushroom burial where they list they yeah they that's use... it is it so matt why do not you talk about mushroom yeah, burial? Uh, it. i'm not really uh i'm not really familiar on them okay so environmental
1: uh degree holder coming out to talk to y'all about some mushroom death um getting tripped basically what fungus does is it just eats you mm-hmm. it is a kind of like half plant half something else um it's not a plant that
0: we don't know what it, it is. it's
1: yeah exactly like it's, it's kind of a plant it acts like a plant but it also it doesn't yeah <laughs> so sometimes it acts
0: like a plant and sometimes it's just like i'm not a plant today sometimes you feel <laughs> like a plant sometimes you don't know what you are Fungi. yeah
1: that's exactly it yeah that's how fungus works uh so basically fungus you know thrives on death so fear. it oh yes well, fear that's too. You. <laughs> the fear of death Yeah. No, um so fungus just kind of eats shit so when you die, there's a, uh, and you like, you say you die in a forest, you're just there. Uh, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get covered in mushrooms and just eaten away and mm-hmm. there'll be nutrients for the fungus. Um, and then the spores will go off to find the next body to you know, live on or the next like fallen tree trunk or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's super fucking cool. Um, so there is a company that does that uh, kind of in the same way as the tree people uh so they'll put your body in like a kind of a pod and then just put a bunch of mushroom spores on it and throw you out in a forest and uh
0: (laughs) let it eat you they just drive you off to the middle of the woods walk 20 feet into the forest from the surface and just chuck you and run
1: (laughs) kind of yeah so uh, basically the the whole process ends up that you're going to become fertile soil so uh you'll be like there to you know grow a tree or something or Mm -hmm. you know crops or whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, uh, the, I'm sure they'll accommodate. Like, I think that most, for the most part, they do like forests and shit. So like an acorn, will drop on you and you'll grow an oak tree or something. I, I think that's pretty fucking yeah, cool.
0: It's a cool idea. Uh, I'm personally against getting cremated because I think it's selfish. I think you should use your body to benefit whatever, you know, you can, like it can be used. It can be put back into the world. If you burn your body, you're literally just releasing all that energy and it's, being wasted
1: yeah it's also uh also environmental major coming out um the burials and cremations are super bad for the environment um mostly because all of the medication you've taken and uh all of the alcohol you've drunk and literally anything you've done in the modern area or era not stupid not area era uh (laughs) fucking all of that is toxic to the environment yeah and it all stays in your body so so take me for example uh i'm very very deep in add so i have to take adderall to you know even concentrate for half a minute on Mm -hmm. anything super bad um but uh so yeah i i the adderall will stay in my body forever which means i'm toxic so if you do the uh fungus or the tree, uh, option, uh, your body will get like all of the toxins filtered out. Uh, so the fungus will just eat it like the, (laughs) like the mushrooms are just going to be like, "Mm, delicious. That's, uh, that's some great toxins there. And then you're just, you'll become organic again as like, as a dead thing. Um, and then the tree will do the same thing, but I mean, the tree will be a little less healthy. (laughs) but it's the same kind of process it'll just filter out all the toxins so you don't you know poison the ground uh which will probably end up in the groundwater and then other people will drink that groundwater and then it's just a fucked up cycle
0: (laughs) very true very true uh there's there's one more i want to mention because i think this is this is great there's a few companies out there who will turn take your ashes and they'll mix it in with a few compounds to uh create uh, uh structures that reefs can grow on so they kind of create like a little like shape or like like a like a little thing so that uh like coral reefs which are incredibly endangered and being constantly fucked up by humans errors yeah uh can can have ocean acidification uh, for the wind yeah oh god we're everything's dying it's great
1: i'll I'll do an environmental podcast later
0: (laughs) yeah honestly please i would i think that would be great uh but all right friends yeah. you if you're if you if you're listening to this part of the podcast congratulations you've made it through our death podcast congratulations by yourself on the shoulder you've made it through the existential dread that is being a human and being aware of your own demise and being reminded uh by two white men with microphones uh we're proud of you uh yeah. no can we get a pog in the chat for death <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out to the uh t- shout out to the void uh and i just want to kind of end today's <laughs> podcast with uh a, a, a quick message right this shit's really scary no shit. this shit is uh really intimidating and hard to think about especially for m- you guys our viewers who are according to our statistics through um our major like uh podcast platform anchor.fm uh y'all are about our age and are in your 20s i feel like when you're at this age you oftentimes have like this idea like i'm gonna live forever nothing's gonna ever kill me I hate to break it to you we're all gonna die one day um but it is uh definitely something to kind of start considering and sitting with it, i'm not telling you you know to, to go full force and you know go into a job as a mortuary worker uh which honestly i'm kind of now considering uh, after like doing this research and like some some soul searching uh but yeah.
1: uh, i might have some contacts for you by the way i know oh, some yeah, yeah. uh we can mortuary workers myself so
0: yeah i have have a few too um yeah but um yeah i uh i would urge you all to look into getting a living will written up at the very least um just in Mm -hmm. case shit happens to make sure that your shit and your money goes to the right people at your demise um i want my xbox to go to brian (laughs) no i was thinking about it because i'm like what the fuck would i give away i was like i want my instruments to go to my little brother uh, so, i yeah. will get all my instruments uh, and my game, like my gaming devices. Uh, Matt, I let me see. What, what, you, what can I give you? Do you want my VR headset?
1: Dude, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> if I die, you can have my VR headset. And okay. if uh, I die,
1: all my music shits going to you. Oh. Uh, also, my gaming PC. <laughs>
0: oh. I, so okay, gotcha. The price on this gaming PC has yeah. like fluctuated so much from like five hundred dollars to four hundred to like when you die, like. <laughs>
1: Well, no, not not that gaming PC, this one. Oh, nice one.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) The nice one. Matt's selling a gaming PC. Reach out to us if you want it. Um, Oh, yeah. If
1: you guys want a $400 gaming PC, uh, let me know. Uh, It's got a... I'm going to go through a couple specs here. Uh, It's got a uh, AMD uh, 8350 FX, so the nice one, the overclockable one um it's got a gtx 970 superclocked. uh it's got some heavy use on it but it's still good 16 gigabytes of ram it's a gaming pc it'll run overwatch at 60 frames per second so i mean if you're interested let me know <laughs> all right at preoccupied underscore on twitter
0: yeah or just reach out to the podcast we'll we'll set you up uh yeah so I, I might be rambling a little bit but um i would also urge you know if you have a family of this that's passing away uh sit with them talk to them be upfront with them. Don't try to hide the fact that, you know, they're dying. You, you can gain some incredibly beautiful moments by, uh, you know, having real conversations with loved ones in those situations. Um, along with that, again, uh, I just urge you to do some research. Figure out what you want done with your body. Because uh, there's going to be that day when it becomes a reality. And the more control you have over it, the easier that transition is going to be. But other than that, friends thank you very very much for tuning into this very macabre and spooky episode of let's ruin it the podcast that ruins the things that you like uh by doing deep dives and whatnot uh we will be back as always live streaming next sunday we're now releasing our episodes onto all major podcasting platforms on tuesdays as opposed to mondays because having six hours of turnover was driving me fucking insane so we're gonna have, yeah yeah we're, we're releasing our episodes on uh, tuesdays from now on uh again also, some you, episodes might turn
1: out different because i will be editing some of them yes now, we're finally uh, we're, because we're i've out, actually started taking on work
0: we uh we were figuring out the logistics of everything and i'm getting more and yeah. more comfortable with like letting matt take care of shit as opposed to just uh wanting to take control over everything um mm-hmm. but
1: uh should we make a couple of announcements before we end
0: yes uh actually why don't you go ahead and do that and then i'm gonna i i almost forgot i want to make a shout out to a special artist that i had the pleasure of like getting something cool from this week
1: okay uh, sh- shout out your artist and then we'll uh plug all our shit
0: um okay so i i need to find their instagram actually so why don't you go ahead and go first
1: Oh, okay. Um, so we're doing now, uh, unless you tell me otherwise, and then we can edit this out. Um, we're Cole's going to be doing a series on cryptids like uh, oh, yeah. throughout history. Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to be our Halloween style series. Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Halloween, and then I think I want to continue it on. So uh, it's going to be called uh, Cole's Cacophony of Cryptids, and it's going to be a. It's going to probably start in October, but it's going to be a monthly situation where uh, I do deep dives into weird cryptids that I enjoy talking about. Uh, I'm going to be probably focusing on the Southwest a little bit because there's some weird-ass shit out here, and then we'll move on to some more popular ones, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, my Badass series is going to pick up uh, with my next uh, n- my next one-off. Uh, so the next one I'm going to do, uh, I've been really struggling to decide if I wanted to do the samurai I've been looking at or uh stagecoach mary and uh i chose stagecoach mary uh just to build up some american badassery because you know America. um so that's gonna be my next one so after this next episode uh look forward to that uh cole you want to announce what our next episode is
0: yeah so uh if i remember correctly we're gonna be talking about alcohol and the history of alcohol and we sure are. Uh, yeah uh, i'm gonna be diving into like the ancient history of alcohol matt's gonna be diving into uh the more recent uh alcohol and whatnot and we might have a special guest on the podcast as well we'll have to see
1: um we're, we're planning on having a uh guest one of my friends uh who was uh, basically a drinking buddy of mine uh <laughs> she's super into like just alcohol uh like uh, how it works and you know the history of it and you know, just like cocktail chemistry, like that, that kind of shit. Uh, so we'll, we'll try and have her on. If not, we'll have her on a separate podcast with more specific, uh, you know, subject matter for 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 a certain alcohol. Um, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Awesome. And then before we end today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend. Uh, you can find them on Instagram. We're gonna toss them the chat and then also into the description today. Uh, it's Jimothy underscore Jamothy uh, and uh, incredible artists. I, I asked them if they can make me some art for some like old school, like classic Sonic uh, um, uh, Dr. Eggman, because I absolutely love his character design. And they made me things like this, which is Eggman holding a crystal that says fuck you. Uh, and then cool. this is my personal favorite. It's Eggman over a Sonic <laughs> toy that has juicy on his big round ass
1: oh my god that's uh, they, fucking incredible they dude. also
0: they also gave me this super cute extra uh yoshi sticker uh it looks like yoshi just took oh like some molly and then uh kirby with the word coochie above it <laughs> i love that so go go check out uh jimothy Jamathy uh on instagram again we'll be we'll be tagging her uh in the description and then also in the chat right now uh let me go ahead and type that in okay um
1: so cool we're, we're good to wrap up now i think so all right i'll go full streamer mode then okay guys you can find us at uh let's ruin it pod on most things uh so all of our socials let's ruin it pod uh no spaces no underscores none of that shit uh of course if you're listening to this uh the recorded version of this on say spotify or like you know the apple something apple podcast Uh I don't I have an Android. I don't know. Um (laughs) so if you're listening to this anywhere that's not Twitch, our Twitch is uh twitch.tv slash let's ruin it. Uh again, no spaces, no underscores. Um we we got super lucky with that shit. Yeah, who would have thought. So if you want to see us live, we stream on Sundays at 7 p.m. uh Mountain Standard Time, or also known as Arizona time. Mm -hmm. Uh sometimes we're you know aligned with PST uh pacific standard time um so that's the thing just uh mountain you time. can just email mountain us mountain. at uh w- sorry what's up
0: oh i so said just stick with mountain standard time i feel like that was there's a lot yeah, there. of standard time
1: yeah well, whatever it's basically the same thing unless we're on daylight savings true in which case fuck you
0: because yeah, is <laughs> um, like one of the then, only states that doesn't do daylight savings
1: yeah exactly uh i think we are the only state right that sounds about right yeah. Our email is, uh, let's ruin it podcast, right? Yep. At gmail.com. Uh, yeah. At gmail.com. Uh, if there are any, you know, logical fallacies or, uh, facts that are not actually facts, uh, let us know, uh, at, on our email. Cause it will probably get lost on Twitter. Uh, cause I'm very bad at keeping track of DMS. <laughs> um, Definitely. so yeah, email us if anything was wrong or you have a subject you want us to
0: talk about. Yeah. we would love um, to hear what you all want to want to hear about. Cause we've kind of just been doing it ourselves and our tagline is the podcast that ruins the things you like. So if you don't tell us the things that you like, we can't ruin it.
1: Yeah. Currently, uh, as this podcast has aired, there's probably what, like, uh, 45 people who listen to us total. <laughs> across you all mean, platforms Forty
0: five right because like, you got to project what you the job you want to have as opposed to focusing oh, yeah. on the podcast
1: online yes
0: yes we are um yeah but all right so
1: I, that's I, it for the plug
0: <laughs> I, sounds like it all right friends again thank you for tuning in have a great day remember wear a mask stay safe out there we love you and as always matt
1: drive safe <laughs>
0: All right. Bye,
1: friends. See you later, guys.
0: And.